Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're good. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse is the sweetest person alive for putting up with this this noob when it comes to uh running the tech side of things in addition to running this new talk show guys uh thank you guys for joining and for sticking it out i really appreciate it um hopefully we uh if anybody did leave because they were like i don't know what the heck she's doing right now i hope they come back because i want you guys to be able to hear my amazing friend jesse nicalia talk about his journey and all the awesome things he's been doing. Uh, But before I get to that, let's do a proper intro, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Power Word Talk, where we have introspective discussions with phenomenal writers, artists, and creators to discuss their personal journeys and the amazing work that uh, they do that leaves a positive impact on the community. I am your host, who is learning tech, as you could see. Uh, <laughs> and before um, we uh, get to everything with um, Jesse, um, I'm your host in Utahime. I'm going to be taking you through this journey. We're going to do some shout outs. So first, I want to shout out Rob, who actually did help me. Thank you so much for calling me so we could figure out that technical situation um, and the entire Cyber Nation Uncensored team for um, making this show possible. I really appreciate you guys. Maz, who I just saw in the chat, thank you so much for the amazing graphics and overlays. They are absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, chef's kiss. Um, I want to give a shout out to the person who actually came up with this brilliant name of Power Word Talk. That was my friend, Jay Casual. You guys all voted. The masses spoke and said, tis is it. This is the name. And so I appreciate you for that name suggestion because it, I, I love it. It, it af- absolutely works for what we're bringing to you guys. Um, and the music, if you can hear the music, yes, no, maybe so. Um, this is actually um, another friend of mine, Dungeon Glitch on Spotify. So thank you for uh, providing the amazing tunes today. I am the community manager here at CyberNation Uncensored. Um, I would like to take a second to just mention that our community has a very active discord and I love for you all to join us there. We have such wonderful community members. So if you get a chance, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put that uh, in the the thing. Discord, thank you, Cyber Nation, for putting that in. Uh, Please, please, please. We uh, would love to have you uh, join us. But also, too, um, we're on 
different uh, social media platforms. We have our Twitch, our YouTube, our podcast. Um, we really, really, really would love for you guys to uh, follow, like, subscribe, comment, rate those podcasts. Uh, just be active. Um, you know, we, we try to do what we can. Our team is working very hard to bring you all of the different content and the shows that you see. Um, and constantly updating them two weekly. So um, do, they're, they're working hard to try to bring you guys that content. So just show us that love and support if you can. We really appreciate it. Also, um, to finish it up, we're going to uh, shout out our uh, official sponsors, um, like Fantasy Grounds, who provide our virtual tabletop for our different games. Um, also, Sirenscape, that um, provides awesome sound effects and music. Um, we have uh, other amazing sponsors as well, and um, I believe that link uh, will be uh, put up there um, soon, so you can go and check them out. And uh, lastly, just want to uh, thank all of our amazing Patreon subscribers. We couldn't do this without you guys, with all the love and support that you guys have shown. So thank you, thank you so much. I will be trying to keep an eye uh, on the chat uh, to try to see if you guys have any questions of your own that you want to ask Jesse, and I'll be going back and forth and trying to grab some of those. So um, bear with me as I also too kind of poke my head over to the side every now and again to take a look at what you guys are saying in chat. But let's get to it. We've taken long enough. <laughs> and he's been so patient, guys. We have the fabulous Jesse and Akalia with us today. It is an absolute honor to have you as my first guest putting up with 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 everything that I'm I mean, doing right now, so you're doing great. I appreciate. I appreciate you are so kind. I appreciate it. I, I would have given up five minutes into that. So no, I was. I was like, no up. way. The people have come to hear you speak and to <laughs> chat about all the awesome stuff. We were we were going to make this happen. Come hell or high water, it was, was going to happen. It was going to happen. I have had the honor and the pleasure of working with Jesse for certain uh, one shots like our Tales of Zadia charity stream and Octon Cthulhu over on Medipius. Um, but for those who may not already be aware, even though you guys should, can you please tell the viewers your pronouns, who you are, and a little bit about yourself to get this sure, show popping? Sure. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Jesse Nocalia, he, him. Um, yeah, I'm a, primarily an actor and voice artist. Uh, choice credits include The Dragon Prince on Netflix, Ooh. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, uh, Marvel Battle World. I've got some other cool stuff coming out. I, we just had World Trigger season two or three drop, which is yeah. dope. Um, Kingdom on Crunchyroll. I, I do a bunch of stuff, guys. And every so often, people invite me to roll dice with them, and I come up with obnoxious characters. Though You mean the most lovable of yeah, characters. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while. Justice for scoops. I Justice will never forget scoops. that. Yes. Um, I want to try to start off just, you know, finding out how this journey began for you as far as kind of mm. um, getting into acting and, and being a voiceover actor and um, even... At, which is something that I, I totally forgot. You also, too, are a martial artist. So I just am. kind of getting into that a little bit, if you could tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure, sure. So um, I my, my dad's a grandmaster martial artist, which helped with the martial oh arts gosh. part, at least. So I've been, I've been training in Filipino martial arts, Arnie specifically, for most of my life. Uh, I still teach it every so often. I do a free community class in my neighborhood. Oh, just that's to awesome. Give back. Um, I I did capoeira for ten plus years. I love it. It's Taught beautiful. that as well. It's wonderful. It's a really beautiful art, and the history of it is what really drew me to it. But I mean, it all kind of ties back because my dad 
was I always wanted to be an actor of some measure. I was never particularly like interested in working for other people. I still am not. But my dad uh, started doing stunts and I would go to set with him and when I was a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this the, the one that really kind of drove it home was my dad was in uh, Ninja Turtles 3 as the stuntman for Michelangelo. No way. I had so no my idea. Entire, yeah. So my entire family drives down to Seaside, Oregon, where they're shooting it. And they've built, like, a whole, like, rural Japanese village on the Oregon coastline. <laughs> and <laughs> they put go. us up. Yeah, they put us up in a motel for, like, two months. And my dad's on set every day. I'm on set with him. They've got... I'm a kid at the time. I'm like 10. So they put my hair in a top knot and throw me in a kimono <laughs> and just throw me in the background of scenes. And I was just like, oh, you, you can make money doing this. This is someone's, this is a living you can do. And as I, uh, as I grew, I went to acting school. I got two diplomas in acting. And <laughs> one of my acting coaches phrases it really well, that I got out into the industry here in Vancouver and casting was like, cool, what do we do with you? Because, like, I was, and still am, a 5'3 stocky Filipino kid. But at the time, I had, like, really long hair mm-hmm. and a little bit of a goatee. And they, they didn't have any idea what to do with me. So I'm floundering. I'm, like, auditioning for whatever commercials I can get under whatever I can. Not to speak ill of commercials. I love doing them, but I don't really have a commercial look, so I don't book a whole lot of them. And my agent at the time says, hey, my friend Michael has a workshop this weekend for voiceover. Do you want to check it out? And I was like, sure, why not? I've always loved cartoons. I always loved video games. Um, I, I, I got the weekend off. Might as well. So I end up going to Michael Dobson's voiceover workshop. Michael yeah. Dobson for animation nerds in the room, or for non-animation nerds in the room. He was Leonardo from one of the Ninja Turtle series. He was Starscream on an won one of them. He was Cobra Commander for a while. He's absolutely brilliant. So I'm in his basement in South Surrey with a bunch of other people because he has like a whole setup down there. Mm-hmm. And we're just going through scripts and I'm like, oh shit, this is great. Because it doesn't matter how tall you are or yeah. how much hair you have or don't have anymore or how nice your abs are or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like, that doesn't matter. It truly doesn't. It just matters if you can do the job. And right. I, I really fell in love with it. And since then, and, you know, f- for the most part, my career has just been focused on playing more in that realm where, you know, I can I can do stuff just based on the quality of my work. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you would say that your, your dad was a big, um, like, influence as far as, like, yeah. people who, like who, who inspired you the most? It was, like, your grandfather, your father? Mm. Um. I mean, seeing, going on set with my dad was a huge catalyst in me realizing that this is a thing I could actually do. <laughs> but, you know, with regards to inspiration, you know, I've, I've, had the, I've had the pleasure and the fortune to work with people that have been inspirations to me and train with them. People like Charlie Adler has been a big inspiration to my work. Um, Eric Bauza, I mean, he's newer than Charlie, but he's been a big inspiration to my work. Um, I I still have yet to work with some of my bigger bigger inspirations, mm-hmm. guys like a Kevin Klein or a Nicolas Cage. Oh but wow! I I hope one day to Hopefully get to that soon. point. If you're if hoping. you're watching, which that would be kind like of crazy. If you're if you're listening, we we have it here, I'm here. <laughs> right Call here. <me>. Yes. <laughs> so 
Um, because of the fact that obviously we mentioned Ninja Turtles, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that there were other um, fandoms or like that kind of you know influence too in your life growing oh, up. Oh sure, I'm sure. Like, what were your favorites? Because I mean, I, I know the different uh, characters, and you mentioned some of them <laughs> that you voice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm curious as far as it, whether or not like some of the fandoms also to influenced you along. Oh, very that much so. Very much so. I, I I like to kind of set like. Not bucket list goals. I feel like that's kind of an overstatement because I'm not dying before I do these things. But um, I like to set little milestone goals for myself. And one of my first milestone goals was getting to be a voiced character in the Marvel Universe because I was a big Marvel Comics nerd. Oh, yeah. Uh, not necessarily coming up, but through my through my team. We got to know which ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we can't leave it there. I was a big Iron Man nerd for a yes. long time. Uh, Doctor Strange. Amazing. Um, what else did I have? I'm a big Runaways nerd. I fucking love the Runaways. That's yeah. my favorite series, and I'm so sad that it ended. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I went back and I rewatched Runaways on Disney Plus because it was a Hulu show for a little while. Yes, yes. And it's it's exactly what I wanted out of a Marvel show. It's just all like angsty teen drama. <laughs> <laughs> I, we love we love the angst, don't we? Do. We? We, do. Yeah, we do. It's so good. Um, yeah, Transformers was big for me. Really, like, my big ones coming up were, like, Ninja Turtles, Transformers, um, the pretty standard, like, yeah. you know, early 90s kid stuff. <laughs> and then now, like, the fact that now you're voicing some of these characters that yeah. are so influential for the fans and for, like, younger kids growing up and, and watching these different shows, especially something like the Dragon Prince. I mean, yeah. the fandom is, like, growing exponentially oh yeah well and it's it's so beautiful too like one of the one story that kind of sticks with me mm -hmm. about i'm sure i've told you this before but for the audience yes please um we were at a convention once it was me and aaron and justin who are the series creators and a bunch of the other actors and aaron was telling this story about how they got a letter from these parents uh of a girl who is deaf and the uh, the the letter read basically that you know their their daughter was off watching the show in the other room, and then comes like barreling into the kitchen where they are, and like drags them into the living room, and and points at Amaya on the screen, General Amaya, and is like, "Mommy, Daddy, look, there's someone like me on TV." And I know I was just like, "I wish you had warned me," because I was like. Ugh. It's like, I was not prepared for this. What? <laughs> emotional damage. Yeah. <laughs> Roll for emotional damage. Ah! Aaron! <laughs> but, yeah. Like, but it's like, I'm... it's the damage that hurts real good. It's not it the is. bad damage. It, felt, it, it was so lovely. It was so wonderful to hear. And, you know, I having gone to a number of conventions now, um, you know, and hoping to go to more, and especially yes. with, you know, season four dropping mm-hmm. and all, I, I've heard so many stories of ways that, the show has affected people and sometimes in ways that I completely didn't know you yeah. know I had I had somebody at a convention I don't remember the convention or the name and I apologize I'm bad with everything no there's but there's so many it's it's so hard many. to keep track it is. even as it a person really who's a cosplayer and who goes to a <laughs> lot of different conventions constantly yeah. I'm like where were we last week um who what, what? Was that? yeah uh, exactly which comic con was it you know <laughs> So someone someone came up to me at my table for an autograph and was like, "Hey, seeing Soren's journey in dealing with Viren helped me deal with my problems with my dad." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, not to invalidate that person's experience and all right. that. I was just like, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing that Soren's journey would do of all people. And it was just, it's really lovely. And the, the outpouring from the fans and the response from the fans has been really, really beautiful. And even, you know, in the lead up now, cause we've, it's been, uh, we haven't been on hiatus. We've been working this entire time, but you know, now that the show is coming back and seeing the fandom uh, rejuvenated has been really, really beautiful as well. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's just very powerful to basically be a part of something that has that kind of influence and impact yeah. on so yeah. many people, like around the world. Now, for, sure. for those people in the chat, because I do know, like, I've talked to some people, and they're like. Well, you know, I'm like, oh, man, you know, oh, I can't wait. The Dragon Prince is dropping in November 3rd. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And November then they're 3rd. like, you know, I, I've i heard of it. I don't know anything about it. So if you don't mind just kind of briefly the telling. The pitch? Yeah. Just give your your pitch and also, to a little information about your character. Okay. And, I, okay. and we're going to add a little spice on the end of it. Please. Whatever you're allowed to share as far as, like, a little bit of information regarding kind of the transformation or like that as we talked about that character development mm. um, that Soren is experiencing because I, I noticed from the trailers there's going to be a lot of that and I know we, you can't reveal everything because I wouldn't want you to but if there's any bit that wouldn't be a spoiler that would be amazing okay um, so uh, those of you who are unaware the Dragon Prince is the new show well it's it's like fucking five years old now so I'm that yeah, it's the show from Erin <laughs> uh, Haas and Justin Richmond. Aaron was the lead writer on Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, Justin is the was the director of like Uncharted, uh, The Last of Us. Like he's they're they're both just genius creatives. And the show basically follows the adventures of. It's, it's hard to say the adventures of a small group because it's getting bigger, but mm-hmm. the, it follow, the, the first few seasons follow the adventures of uh, a group of humans who... A group of humans and a couple elves who are trying to avert disaster. That might be a good way to phrase it. Um, mostly, you know, you, you follow Callum and Ezrin, who are, you know, the two princes of Catullus, their friend, and uh, I guess... Callum's girlfriend by the end of it, Rayla, um, who is an elf, of course, mm-hmm. trying to return the egg of the dragon prince, which was Thong thought to be destroyed, to to his mother. That's a good that's a good season that, one summary. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to, you know, that was that's great. Yeah. And I highly recommend it, of course. People it's who have not good. seen it, you can binge watch it. The it's seasons so are up there, and you it's have time so before November third, guys. You do. you do, you do a couple times too. Um, yeah, it's just the writing is outstanding. The animation is very cool. Um, we do kind of a cool two and a half D sort of thing, and it's uh, it's it's a lot. It's not a lot like anything you're seeing on TV or on streaming right now. Uh, my character, I play Soren. He is the youngest crown guard in history. Um, he is. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, an 18-year-old blonde himbo who does his best and means very well. Um, in the first few seasons, he is struggling with his loyalties to his family versus his loyalties to his his path. And um, 
Man, I don't want to spoil the season, the show for the people who haven't seen it yet. No, but... then don't do it. If yeah. if you feel like if you say expand too much, we're I gonna know, leave I it can't. at that. We're I'm gonna, gonna say I'm it. gonna say the the Dragon Prince Twitter has been being has been really really good about posting in canon short stories that are happening between yes. seasons three and season four. And today's was about Soren, and it's very good, and I like it. And there are um, actual. Uh, uh, like almost like a, a, the actual books, like gra- I wouldn't say yes. graphic. Yeah, it's yeah, a graphic yeah. novel. There are graphic, graphic novels. novels. There are yes, three. There will be three of them next year, in total. I should oh, say. Oh, that's fantastic. There is Through the Moon, which takes place between seasons three and four. There is uh, Blood Moon Huntress, which is a baby Rayla story. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's the it's one that I'm good. like hoping to try to get my hands on. I love I, it. I, I love Rayla read it yet, but I, I hear it's Rayla. very good. It also introduces, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but the titular Blood Moon Huntress is in it. And oh, yes. I'm surprised I'm, I I'm blanking. Seen... I'm blanking now. I'm like, oh, I see. I need to start watching yeah. again. So then it's like fresh in my brain. Yeah. I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I am surprised that the fandom hasn't gone a little crazier for a, for an elf who is all like blood powered. That seems like a thing they'd be into. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, thinking of Avatar with the blood build, yeah, uh, blood, blood bending. bending, and I'm like, yeah, it's that same kind of like, ooh, a little yeah. bit of dark darkness to just that. A little bit. Just, just, and just then uh, next year, I think the the next one is called Puzzle House, mm-hmm. and that is a Baby Soren and Claudia story. <gasps> At least they're Baby on the cover, Soren. so I have to assume. I can't wait for that art. I need to I, see the art of Baby yeah, Soren. I'm gonna tell you, it's already out there. The cover's already been been posted <gasps> okay so i'm behind i yeah. need to get with the program and look it's it up. very cute. okay he's carrying a little sword it's adorable oh my gosh little baby like i'm imagining like a little wooden sword oh yeah 100 <laughs> it's like a little like link's awakening wooden sword <laughs> now i'm curious because um you know i i am fortunate enough to know um some really great voice actors like yourself um, especially interacting with a lot of them at conventions. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I know that the industry um, has changed a lot due to um, the situation with the pandemic. Yeah. And I'm just like really curious because, of course, like pr- big productions like what you guys have been doing with Dragon Prince, uh, World Trigger, um, the other shows, and also two games and things that you've been doing. Like, how has um, has that change kind of gone? And like, how, how have you learned to adapt? Because I know there's a lot of people, probably even in chat, who are interested in hopefully breaking into the voiceover industry so um kind of having a, a, a understanding or a grasp on um kind of what is what it looks like now the structure yeah things things are different uh, i mean voiceover voiceover is an industry that is rapidly shifting and changing yeah. like one way or the other you know it used to be that you know before everyone had computers and everyone had access to like reasonable quality microphones <laughs> you would go into audition you know you'd go yeah. into studio to audition and now 99% of the time, I mean, pre, pre-pandemic pre even 99% of the time, you're just submitting MP3s. You know, you're recording yeah. at home and you're submitting your MP3 to your agent or to whatever uh, whatever casting you're going for. This has, this is now commonplace, especially through the pandemic. Everything's MP3s just about. Okay. Um, that said, one thing that I think is really cool that has opened up because of it is the industry is rapidly globalizing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll see groups like uh, like the PGM VO list or, um, you know, even companies like, in some cases, Crunchyroll Funimation, um, reach out 
and cast authentically for things. So, you know, mm -hmm. if they need authentic Australian accents, they'll, they can hire an actor in Australia that has a studio quality booth. And the truth of the matter is, you know, studio quality is not hard to, hard to get. You know, my booth is outside of all of the tech that's in it. <laughs> I probably put it together for five, six hundred dollars. And that's and not really that bad. I, I would think that it'd be really like over the thousand. No, no. And like you, you certainly can go out and buy a studio bricks for like 10K or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're in Canada, I like Bear Cave Silent Booths and mm -hmm. they're, you know, five to seven grand Canadian. So that's like 50 bucks for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like do the conversion i know do the conversion i'm not a math guy i'm an actor i'm not either so don't worry you're not alone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's it, like me personally i was recording for uh for a company in los angeles yesterday out of my home booth wow you know, okay i i recorded uh i'm in lost judgment's dlc the kaito files mm -hmm. i recorded that from my friend michael's garage in Maple Ridge, which is a suburb of Vancouver. That is so wild. Yeah. So you just like, brought the, your things and then found He something. had he had a remote setup for oh, that studio. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. And it was literally like it was the same mic that I use. It was an isolation shield. It was uh like a Mac mini and an interface in a little like secure suitcase and some hanging some hanging moving blankets. That's all it was. Goodness. That's truly all. That's not to say that you can skimp on, you know, making sure it sounds good or skimp on the For acting sure. part, of course. But, you know, it is it is now more possible to get heard for projects all over the world as a remote performer. Um, the uh, I just read a book about this recently by Sarah Sakura called The Anywhere Voice Actor. Sarah is, uh, she's a friend. She's very, very cool. She's based out of Detroit, and she's constantly working on AAA titles both animation and video games. That's phenomenal. And she just does that from her home studio. <laughs> That's so impressive. Yeah. But again, I think that it, it, it comes with also too, like that experience um, because going and auditioning and I've seen some of the scripts and that you're given like different lines and it's just like, you don't know exactly what, what's nope. the intention. They, they don't necessarily always give you these descriptions. Now, rarely, if ever, some of the people in chat may not know you actually are a coach as well, correct? I am. I am. I'm a teacher okay. and a coach. Uh, I work privately. I also work through on the mic training here in Vancouver. Uh, I've been teaching some classes for Voices of Color Takeover and Queerbox as well. Um, I've been doing it for a while. It's amazing. So it's given me an opportunity to kind of experience it from both ends too and see mm -hmm. what newer performers are struggling with to get into the business you know yeah. i should also say because i i didn't answer this part of your question because i'm you know dumb mostly no um, no i love i <laughs> listen this what the one thing i love about this format is that it's very relaxed very chill i want everyone to be comfortable and like to have a free flow of conversation because that's kind mm. of like when different things might come to your remembrance like right now <laughs> well i just wanted to say uh you know pre-pandemic and certainly all three current seasons that are out of dragon prince we recorded those together you know those are all in studio full cast records usually um if not full cast at least the cast that are in the scenes together which was incredible like one of my favorite things to tell people is in the first four episodes of, the, of Dragon Prince, there's a scene where Jason Simpson, who plays uh, Lord Viren, 
and Luke Roderick, who plays King Harrow, are just going at it. Like, mm -hmm. they are arguing. They are, you know, shouting each other down. And they're old friends, like the characters are, and they're just going at it. And I was just sitting there the entire time, like, whoa, this is good. Yeah. This is fucking good. And I'm, like, taking notes on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got, for later. For, for later. later. I, gotta, I gotta track this stuff. And it was outstanding. That said... My session literally yesterday was a full cast recording for, it wasn't for Dragon Prince, it's for, a, I'm, I can't talk about it forever probably, but NDAs, they are a It thing. was a full cast recording, which I didn't think would have been possible, and I'm glad to see that it is. Yeah. So, you know, the, the truth of the matter is we adapt, you know? And anybody, any voice actor, any actor that can't pivot or adapt is doomed to fail. And that's that's really really good uh, a good nugget of wisdom yeah. right there is to make sure that you are able to do that especially if you're getting into the industry yeah. now kind of going off of that that juicy little nugget you gave us mm. right there I want to know what is probably the best advice you've ever been given and it could be mm. a, it doesn't matter if it came from martial arts or if it came from you know your voiceover uh, your time as a voice actor but I'm just curious because that's always interesting to me um, learning something that really impacted someone that someone else is, that has has said that stuck with them for over the years you know yeah uh, there's there's a couple there's a couple the the first one that comes to mind isn't super super old it's from maybe two years back but it's something that has stuck with me really really hard and it's something that every actor knows but we all forget all the time and it was told to me by Charlie Adler which was we are artists actors are artists and art is not polite art Ooh, is not that's deep yeah art is not polite art is not clean art can be weird art can be gross art can be messy because art is you know essentially human and you know we're all fucking hot messes all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's something that's subjective like we, we talk about it subjective. um i see alicia marie in uh in, in chat and we talk about with cosplay it really is how you make it you know it's it's mm -hmm. not like you know you have to be the perfect this or that it's just the love behind it and the passion yeah. behind it and that is what really makes an, an impact on uh, on you know as far as being an artist for real and i think of like you know cosplays that i've seen that because you know I, I was a con kid when i was you know 13 to 18 and i go to conventions as a guest the the costumes that really stick with me are the ones where you know they're like weird mashups or they're like fun yeah. shit you know like fun interpretations just yeah. doing your own thing having fun if i with see it. like uh, a white and pink darth vader done up with like a hello kitty mask i, mean, <laughs> I love that i love one of my favorite is probably uh drag pool oh yeah i love yeah. i love it it's yeah. fantastic <laughs> uh but yeah like mm -hmm. that that understanding that imperfection yeah. is baked into the job was a really hard lesson for me to learn because yeah. I can be a bit of a perfectionist. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And just just accepting and working with the, uh, the, the inherent imperfection. And also as an actor, mm -hmm. we have no control over how much we work. Yep. You know, we truly have no control over how much we, we work. And another thing that he said that really impacted me was like, 
you know, your work needs to resonate with you. Yes. Not necessarily with the people listening. Like if it resonates mm-hmm. with you, it'll probably resonate with the people listening. But if you're trying to resonate with people who you have no idea where they are, or how they're listening to this, then you're wasting your time. You don't, you can't hit an expectation you don't know. Yes. But if you set your own expectations and you're like, hey, that, that fucking slap, that was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, the best what auditions I've had, even if I don't book them, are the ones where I leave my audition booth with like the hair standing up on my arms. Cause I'm just like, yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah. No, that, that was that one also too, I think, because I, I also too struggle with trying mm-hmm. to be perfect or trying to, mm-hmm. to give 110%. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of these things because yeah. it's, you know, you're putting so much pressure and heck I, I do that on a weekly basis. I put so much <laughs> pressure on myself and I'm like, girl, get your life right. Get chill. it together. Chill chill take a chill pill but you know i have to remind myself i'm like i will give advice to other people and then mm-hmm. not take my own advice oh, but, yeah, but this ass. like this i'm like this see because it's not me this now will stick with me even yeah. more so so thank you for for that uh those, those words that were given to you and like imparting it on to us you know i have as a i whole. have one more that i think yes yes good. please <clears throat> so this one is quite old this one is Oh my god, coming up on like seven, eight years. Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Shh. You didn't hear that it. everyone. It's fine. it's fine. I'm I'm twenty-four. It's okay. No, I'm not. That's a lie. Um so I uh I went down to LA. One of my first times I was down in LA on my own was twenty fifteen, and I was at the fiftieth anniversary showing of the Obuzz Weekly, okay. which is a like voiceover chat show held by Chuck Duran and Stacey Oswald. And they had a panel of some of the top casting directors in L.A. on the show. And among them was Andrea Romano, who was the casting director for, like, Batman the Animated Series, Animaniacs, Hysteria. Like, if it was on the WB in, like, the 90s to 2000s, Andrea cast it. And she's sitting there on the panel. She's dressed in, like, a little turtleneck with a silver (laughs) necklace, and her hair is in a short blonde bob. And... Stacy asks the question to everybody in the panel, what's one thing you could tell everybody in this room that'll make their game better tomorrow? And Andrea sits for a second, kind of looks around and goes, get a hobby. <laughs> right? And the entire room bursts out in laughter. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm serious. Get a hobby. Mm. And she used a couple examples. She said, if you're an archer, I don't know why she chose archery. It's such yeah, a cool that's very thing. yeah, that's very specific. <laughs> she was like, if you're an archer, you learn patience, you learn breath control, you learn discipline. If you're a gardener, that was the other one she used. You learn how to be patient and kind to yourself. You learn how to nurture something. Everything you do affects everything you do. Yeah. And if all you do is act, if all you do is like, you know fucking sit around waiting for auditions to come in yeah you're not a person (laughs) yeah that's that's so important that sticks with me so much Mm because like i i can be really really guilty of getting like really tunnel visioned with my work yeah i think a lot of people can relate to that yeah honestly totally well because you know we we live in a society where our our value is based on our productivity sometimes and that's that's a big thing deeply untrue and we need to divest ourselves from that but at the end of the day you know what better way to do that than by not 
monetizing everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, that's so great. It, it's true though. It's true though. It's the same thing. Like you know, like the the pressure to like you know make everything like you said your career. It it, it can be just something you do for fun, and you don't yeah. have to always put that pressure on yourself. And, sure. and I think sometimes you know we forget that. Um, and it's like that personal care and like health, like mental health yeah. and wellness, like we have to take in consideration because then you can't produce uh, the same type of work if you're, no. you know, just bottled down with all the pressure. No, not at all. Not at all. You're going to like, I, <laughs> so I had this audition, God, two years ago now where I was up for a lead on this show and I really wanted it. I was like, I need yeah. this fucking job. And I, I was in my little sweaty booth for like an hour with these two pages for this character. Yeah. And I ran through it probably like 10, 15 times. And I ended, like I saved each take because I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is good. I can pull this from there and this from here and this from here, right? And then I get out and I'm sitting here at my work computer and I listen to every single take and I shit you not, dude, they sounded identical. Wow. Every single take. Every single like, take. Ha. Huh. Well, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> and I ended up like, I ended up stepping away from both the sides and my booth and everything. I did this a couple days in advance of the deadline. And I just like went yeah. to go play video games for an hour or two. Or like, you know, I took my dog out for a walk. Yeah. I just like did anything I could to not fucking worry about it. Mm -hmm. And once I stopped worrying about it, I was able to go back and record and actually feel good about my work. Yeah. You know, whether I book or not, not the point. It's just like feeling good and feeling satisfied in my own work yeah. as opposed to like, you know, hearing the desperation <laughs> in the read. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Sometimes you just have to take that step away yeah. and play those video games, which yeah. I am curious what video games are we referring to? <laughs> uh, I am playing. <laughs> and I am going to get to your questions, chat. So I'm going to uh, that's we'll the next there. part. Yeah. Uh, man, I put like 170 hours into Elden Ring. Ooh. I'm playing Bloodborne now because I'm kind of working backwards. Nice. Uh, oh, what else am I doing? I just picked up Stranger of Paradise, the Final oh, Fantasy I, reboot. Oh, oh, okay. And it's like. I know we have some Final Fantasy fans in the chat. I know for it's a fact. It's so serious, and I love that it's, like, so ridiculously serious about itself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's serious to the point of parody, it feels like. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just beat Saints Row, the reboot. Which oh, I yes. Up. Saints Row is so, so insane, I, but I it's so much Saints fun. It's, it's so, so fun. it's ridiculous fun. I love I it. I had to go back and buy, like... I bought Saints Row 4 for PS4 mm -hmm. uh, just on the... I have I have copies. I've got the physical copy. <laughs> I, have like, I have, like, the commemorative yeah. Johnny Gatt statue on one of my shelves. I love it. It's, I, lo I love that series so much. But I had to go back when I saw it was on sale just because I want to re-experience that opening scene of, like, climbing a new... <laughs> well, don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Oh, playing. yes. <laughs> that that was just so so crazy. So like you're but you're like this is a this is exactly yeah. what we needed. This, this is what I want. This, this is what we want. want. We want it. That dis if disbelief. If I wanted super serious, I'd play GTA. Yeah. And even there we then, go. not even that serious. Red yeah. Dead, Red Dead Two. Oh, Red Dead. I wanted oh. to go super serious. Yeah, that one broke. Oh man, I I was crying crying. when yeah. I was finishing that game. That's a whole nother conversation oh, for a whole other day. Um, and like just think <laughs> of the voiceover of it. Oh, Roger it's so Clark. good. The dude that voices so uh, Arthur Morgan, 
I, I think it was Noah Caldwell Gervais, who's a video essayist, pointed this out, and it's, it's never been able to leave my mind. I have never heard an actor do more with a single word than Roger Clark does with the word sure. That is true. Just any any instance of Arthur Morgan going, sure. There's so many sure. variations. Sure. You know, like, you, you know exactly what he's saying from just that one word. And I'm just like, fuck. That's, that's <laughs> it's like, good. goals. Hashtag yeah. goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I see um, Alicia Marie asked a really, really good oh, question. And this Alicia. is actually going to uh, lead into my yeah. next thing. Um, so I'm going to kind of show... Okay, so I was showing a little bit. Um, I think we're back. You can hear me now. Uh, okay. Showing a little okay. bit of some oh. of the work. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, that was not audio. It was mainly to oh, show you guys some of the... We cut uh, audio feed for a second. I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> happening again. <laughs> yeah, it was to kind of show some of the different work that yeah. you've done. So now uh, Alicia Marie wants to know of all the characters. And we, we saw um, a little bit of the kingdom. We mm. saw, um, obviously, Soren from Dragon Prince, World Trigger. Um, I forgot the character's name. It escapes my my brain. Oh, Ikoma. Yes, World Trigger? Yeah. yes, and um, and you know, so you you've done a lot of different characters, but which one would you say is kind of more of you, of Jesse? And I was like, that's a good question. Thank that's you, a really Alicia good question, Marie. actually. I didn't think um, of that one. <laughs> okay, so there's there's a bit of a story to this one, but okay. I think it I think it plays to the question. Um, there's a little bit of me in like everything I do character wise because you know we can only bring ourselves into our characters but Soren had a really really interesting not origin story but like just path where <laughs> so we did a table read whole cast me, Rack, Jason Jack, everyone was there, Paula for the first four episodes and it was wonderful there was like it was catered, there was wine flowing, we spilled wine all over the place, we had to replace scripts, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so afterwards, I get an email from Aaron and Justin. My agent actually reaches out and is like, hey, the creators want everyone's emails. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, they're paying me. Of course it's cool. I don't care. <laughs> give, them my, give them my home address for all I care. And uh, I get an email from Aaron and Justin saying, you know, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Um, if you ever have any thoughts, comments, reactions, um, ideas mm -hmm. about your characters, we want to hear them. And I was like, bullshit. No, they don't. Absolutely not. So um, I, <laughs> I, I'm at home at this point, and, you know, I'm probably a three or four fingers of bourbon in. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let's email them. So I I started writing. Uh, first off, being like, you know, thank you so much for bringing me onto the project. You know, I I really connected with the character. These are the ways I connect with the character. And I ended up writing a little bit about, you know, my own relationship with my father, who is, you know, a grandmaster in his form, and mm -hmm. you know, has done all these things and 
how as the eldest son in an Asian family, I have expectations that I got to meet once in a while and how I feel I fall short of them once in a while and how this connects and so on and so forth. That's my dad is way nicer than Viren, I should say. Viren's Viren's <laughs> not, kind of not, a trick. Yeah, my dad's not like my that. dad's super lovely. But you know, these are all self-imposed things. For sure. And I I sent off the email. I was like, why not? They're never gonna read this. It's just gonna sit in an inbox somewhere that no one ever checks. And dude, within an hour I got an email from Aaron saying, thank you. We didn't, we hadn't even considered some of these things for Soren. And I was like, what? Fuck, I need this. <laughs> wow. So there are, there are things, there's a lot. But that's of, wonderful. It was, honestly, honestly though, that never happens. That never, never, never happens. Especially like here in Vancouver, where a lot of the shows we work on are like fucking, you know, Angry Birds Summer Camp or whatever. <laughs> Not to speak ill. I have a lot of friends on it. It's fine, I'm sure. But, you know, we work on a lot of, like, preschool shows or we work on shows that are deeply tied to, like, uh, a toy line or, like, a preschool toy line. The, the creators never want to hear from us. They want us to say words and then go. <laughs> Which is fine. That's the job. But to have Aaron and Justin be so invested in the stories and what we have to offer to it, like, it's, it blew my mind. And, you know, hearing the, hearing that they actually, like, thought, rethought some of Soren's plot points and arcs based on shit that I'd written them about in my own life, I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. So, in a real concrete sense, then, I guess I could say Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. <laughs> no, it's, it's I knew Soren. it. I it, knew yeah, it, right. though. <laughs> no, Soren, Soren has a lot of... Yes real personal investment for me and I I'm really really proud of the work there yes um, mm -hmm. insofar as I, I I'm, I've gotten so off the question I'm so sorry Alicia I love you no no that's I think that I mean I'm pretty sure she would agree <laughs> that that this is like this is what we came here for to know these things because that's something that definitely I had never heard of a production kind of taking that no, into consideration never, before right? and it's great to be like oh they want to hear our yeah. thoughts and 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 you know different aspects of ourselves and kind of putting that into the character that and that i feel like is also to another reason why this particular and i mean of course all of the other works i'm not i'm not discrediting oh, no, 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 any of, course, of them of course and that may you know of course there may be a little bias because i love it so much but i i feel like that's why it has been so meaningful for so many people because of those things but yeah. also too like again just the level of diversity because you don't always see that sometimes like you know and, and you don't always see that all the time in anime i think that there's been improvement um it's that, getting there it's getting there that's kind of like a little bit of what i wanted to talk about too because of the fact that you are very openly um and proud to be filipino and and mm -hmm. representing and i feel like that's so important for people to see themselves in in like in media in different mm -hmm. forms of media even if it's if if it's like the type of thing with voice acting obviously you're behind you know you're doing the voice you're not seen necessarily but still people look into i know i do because of the fact that i admire uh mm -hmm. so many of you guys who do what you do i'll look and see who was that actor and if you see and you're like wait 
she's brown like me. Like, wait, oh, it's it's possible. And yeah, it's not thought, just you know like I mean? guy white men doing the voices for everybody. And it's so important to see that. And so, um, do you feel like uh, now compared to before? Because I'm, I, I mean, over the years, I'm sure even with your family who's been in the business. Has there been that improvement or or what can we do to start really facilitating that change to make sure that obviously, it yeah. you know, the industry is as diverse as we all are? Yeah, I, man, that's such a good, I wish I had better answers for all these because that's, it's, it's a question that's been, you know, the fucking scourge of any actor that isn't like, you know, white forever. And the good news is I think change is happening. You know, you even see like um, like uh, Kelly Lynn D'Angelo's show. Yes. Spirit, Spirit Rangers that just dropped. Like, holy shit. The, the, the thought that it's an entirely native writer's room, the cast is entirely native. That's phenomenal. That's incredible. Because you don't that's see phenomenal. that. phenomenal. Never. Never in a million years, right? And, you know, we're starting to see people who are, who are not not white in in good roles you know but that said i mean there's still there's still miles to go there's still miles to go man like before on camera to speak to on camera for a second you know i i've auditioned for filipino (laughs) before the auditions for easter sunday twice in my life easter sunday i was all over those auditions (laughs) but that's the only time and maybe maybe two or three times since then, which means the mm-hmm. past three years have been the most prosperous for auditions for Filipinos. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Man. even then, uh, you know, we're, we're so seeing we got some it. Ways we're to go. To we got to work We got on ways that. to go. We got ways to go. And, you know, there are, there are still, uh, you know, casting calls you'll see that'll say, you know, looking for BIPOC performers when they very clearly mean they want a black performer mm-hmm. or looking for, uh, I had one come through, man. I, it was like construction worker, Chinese. Okay. Sure. I guess. I mean, I'm Asian. So clearly we're all still a monoculture. So we only have so far we can go, but oh, it was funny because, you know, I, I was just like, Oh, sure. Cool we made it guys yeah and it's and that's yeah it's just we, there it's, there's still work baffling, to be done there's, there's work to be done we're not but it's not like all asian cultures are the same all no, hispanic cultures that we're not no. Oh, no not at all and weirdly and this will drive people nuts filipinos we're not we're not hispanics yeah, even though you know what it's like, Joe Coy when he's like the yeah. jokes about the, the 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 leaving of the culture. Like we left the culture there yeah. for you guys, where it's like now the last names, the Mendezes, the other like yeah. last names stuck, and a no, lot of the names say, for dishes. Uh, <laughs> that to say, there is a really really good book by uh, Professor Anthony Ocampo called "The Latinos of Asia," mm-hmm. which is uh, it was a study that he did as a university prof about Filipinos in the Los Angeles area and why they relate more to Hispanic groups than they do to Asian groups. And man, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things, but I also think like shit, you know, if, if they want to, if they want a Mexican dude for a role, hire a Mexican guy. (laughs) Don't, don't hire me. I'm not a Mexican guy. My boy Hugo can do that better. 
Well, we just want where everybody is like, yeah. you know, you get those casting calls where it's like, you got the Filipino, you have the, you have every everyone listed who should be yeah. represented. That's that's or the, that's at the goal. Least, at like, least, if you see something that says open ethnicity, it's not just like, oh, that yeah. means a white dude. <laughs> yeah, we got to You know, again, but I I just appreciate everything that you do, and you speak out about these things, which is really important because I know that for one. Uh, my boyfriend, who is Filipino, who you know, mm-hmm. Andrew. I know him. Um, definitely. It's like appreciating, you know, he's like, I really appreciate the fact that Jesse is putting that out there. And, and it's an inspiration to so many. So well, it's seriously, just, thank you for that. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, has been not a quiet secret, but it's an, an open secret. That's what I mean to say. Mm-hmm. Forever, you know, like forever, forever, forever. It's always been the preference to go you know, the same <laughs> five or six old white dudes to do every single voice. And I mean, speaking purely to voiceover, that is, you know, that's changing, thankfully. You know, you've got really cool up and coming, not even up and coming, but now established talent that are people of color, people like Zeno Robinson or people like, uh, you know, AJ Beckles or Ryan Levy, who's fucking Chainsaw Man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so cool to see this new... Uh, newer, I should say, wave of talent starting to really get to be seen for what they can do. Because, you know, these guys have been here. Yes. I've been here. Mm -hmm. We've all been here. It's just no one has been looking at us. Mm -hmm. And as we're starting to see the the light shine on different groups and different, uh, different ethnicities, I would like to see the light expand. Yes. And see and recognize all of us as well that's beautiful you know? yeah and that's that's exactly what i hope as well and i think that again it's because of people like yourself and so many others who are really breaking through those barriers and and well, paving the way and <laughs> trying to make sure that you know the next it's like each generation is heard and seen yeah. and feeling like that as well i we think gotta send the oh letter back gosh. down right Thank you. you I, seriously, this has been down. such a wonderful, wonderful uh, conversation in general. I know that uh, even minus the tech issue. <laughs> <laughs> what tech issues? I forgot all it's about like, what it. is it? Um, you know, uh, but, you know, minus all of that jazz, this, I mean, this has been absolutely wonderful. I'm going to check, make sure um, anyone else in the chat, if you guys had any questions before we wrap things up, um, because I know Jesse is a very busy busy man and i do not want to take up any more of his time um, but i will get any right of these now. that's all i'm doing let's see <laughs> do we have any other questions that i missed just checking i think we got to them all but i just wanted to be sure i did not miss you guys but this was yeah this was absolutely fantastic i think also too i want i want you to do before obviously you know we um we let you go about your wonderful day um please let us know um where again i mean we've been kind of putting up your socials it's been kind of circling on our little like hmm. our little overlay there thank you mass Appreciate for it. that but you know again reminding everyone um even those who are listening on the podcast later um where they can find you and then also to the awesome projects like if you want to kind of talk about any of those oh, that yeah, are yeah, not nda before course, we yeah. do that because i'm like i want people to know what to look out for and and kind of a little bit about them as well yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, I'm, I've been Jesse and Ocalia, continue to be. Um, you can find me at J and Ocalia on all things J-I-N-O-C-A-L-L-A. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitch. Don't add me on Twitch. You're wasting this up. I don't use it. But Twitter for sure. Um, yeah, I, I talk about projects as soon as I can. Like, as soon as I can, as soon as I can talk about them, I never shut up about them. So <laughs> Twitter's a good way to follow me in doing that. Um, Oh, recently I had uh, a VR title drop, Dyschronia, Chronos Alternate. Yes. It's from a company called My Dearest in Japan. They are one of the biggest VR game producers, independent game producers in Japan. And it's my first, like, game lead, which is dope. Uh, the character is, uh, <laughs> he's an emo anime boy detective who <laughs> can look, who can see into the past with, Ooh. like, mutant power shit. It's very cool. Um, hence the emo boy, yes. Hence the emo boy thing. Backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so emo. <laughs> um, that said, I love him very much, and I'm very I'm very happy to have been brought onto the project. Um, it's dropping episodically, so episode one is now out. If anybody's got a VR headset, um, I think it's coming to Switch too next year. Don't Ooh. quote me on that, but that's how I'm going to play it because okay. I, I yeah really I have a VR Switch too. Well. <laughs> yeah. VR, I get, like, disoriented. Me too. I can't do it. I, I'm just I, like, oh, I get sick. I feel sick after a mm-hmm. second. But once it's on Switch, I'm good. I'm fine. Um, yeah, I... Uh, there's more I want to talk about, but I can't just yet. But season four of Dragon Prince, November 3rd. Um, catch up on the graphic novels while you can. Um, Tales of Zadia. Play Tales of Zadia. Yay! Oh, my God. So fun. Cortex. So fun. Cortex yes. and fandom tabletop. Yes. So amazing. I had the opportunity to play uh, Jesse's sister. Yep. <laughs> Sun elves. Woo, woo, woo. Sun siblings. <laughs> um, and that was so much fun. And it's such a it's, fun system. It's such a great system. And I, I play um, the Cortex system for our Leverage Los Angeles game. And it's so interesting how it's like basically it carries over like things may yeah. be different as far as distinctions and whatnot but it really is a system that is it it's it's not that hard to learn no it's quite simple to learn that's what kind of and it's storytelling based so it's all yeah. about the story and the rp which i love and yeah. oh so fun but tales of zadia is beautiful the art also the book the book is like those of you who want more lore for dragon prince the book cortex mm-hmm. tales of zadia like Dan Telfer, who wrote it, shout outs to Dan. Love your work. Yay. Um, it's it's so good. He got to write uh, canon characters and canon stories within the universe. Uh, Hannah Hoffer, character designer for the Dragon Prince, designed fifty new dragons that are in there. There's a dragon that's like a little raspberry dragon. Like <laughs> people's noses. It's very cute. <laughs> So cute. Yeah, I got a yeah. chance to meet uh, Dan. Uh, there was a oh. book signing over at uh, Geeky Tees in Burbank. That's right. I remember that. And I was like, I got to take a picture and be like, yeah. what's up, fam? You know, because I know that you were like, oh, I wish I could be there, but obviously in Canada. So here I am. Yeah. But uh, yeah, beyond anything that, else? I mean, no, just check me out, see what I do. Again, when I can talk about things, I will never shut up about them. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I'm just trying to get all the I know, nuggets. I know. And I'm trying <laughs> no, to be like, I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble because you gotta you I gotta know. make sure that you know the bag is not affected by you yeah, failing oh. too much on power word talk. Okay? I must continue <laughs> to have the bag. Yes. Thank you so so much. Um, I know we're out of time uh, for today. 
But I just want to thank you so much for being such a wonderful, amazing guest. Um, seriously, for taking you time so out of your schedule to me. chat with us and everybody um, who's watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, also, too, just a reminder, guys. Um, we are going to be trying to raid, so um, I'm going to kind of put up um, Jesse's uh, slideshow of the awesome things that he's been doing for a little bit, and then we're going to do the, the ending and then try to raid over there at the Sirenscape team. Um, as you guys know, there was an epic finale, but this is the beginning of their new campaign. Uh, that group over there is amazing. Rob runs that cyberpunk uh, red game. It's been absolutely amazing when I've been able to tune in, so definitely um, please when we go over there. If for some reason the raid doesn't work out, Sirenscape, please go over there to su support. Also too, tomorrow Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific time is the High Riders. Yay, High Riders Cyberpunk Red campaign, the beginning session zero with GM Raven, a familiar Raven. So please be sure to support and show love to that amazing group. I can't wait to see what they do with this. It sounds really, really awesome what they have planned. So uh, definitely try to uh, tune in if you get a chance, 5 p.m. Pacific time on Friday. Um, and again, we're going to be trying to raid over there. Um, but you guys have been all amazing. Thank you for your patience for the beginning of the stream. Um, hopefully next week, I think we got it figured out now. We got it figured out now. We're going to be ready to go. And um, I just stay tuned for the announcement for who's going to be our guest. We have lots of amazing guests that will be joining me here on Power Word Talk, and I cannot wait. So thank you guys so much again. And until next time, guys. Bye. Fascination on the